Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Fantasy Football Drinking Club. I'm Zach Hirsch. I'm joined by my very good friend, Louis Bartomeo. Hello, Zach. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, bud? Good, good. Um, this is fun. This is exciting. The first episode. Never done a podcast before. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> it's a big time. Me um, what are you? Uh, what are you drinking today? So I'm gonna open up uh, this dollar slice with extra cheddar, double double dry hopped, hopped from other half. Got a little pizza logo on it. Nice. Oh, pizza good. as well. What are you drinking, my friend? I have I have actually something from Other Half's Green City with a bunch of my favorites. Other Half Equilibrium, Vitamin C and Trillium, Sports Bond, Imperial IPA. Delicious. And a collab just like a podcast. There you go. Nice. Thank you for the glassware. Cheers. Cheers. All right, and we're off. Um, so yeah, we'll go. We'll go through some drinking. Talk about some fantasy football because it is a fantasy football podcast. Um, as long as we don't talk about the Jets, I think we should be. Okay. I want to talk about. <laughs> I feel your pain. I'm a Giants fan, as you know. Um, yeah, really painful. I mean, with that, the, either of them could end up with a first-round pick. Do either of them go for Trevor Lawrence? I think if you're the Jets, you have to at this point, and I think it's more likely. Daniel Jones, it's only what year? It'll be year three next year. He's You deserve at least a little more time. Also, Joe Judge, with everything going wrong, he's you know, a diehard Jets fan. It's, it's over. They could go 0-16. It's definitely likely. And if that happens, you get number one. Sam's gone. Maybe he goes to Indianapolis. Team that traded everything to get him. If he goes to the Saints, anywhere like that. I think he's gone. They definitely go for Trevor Lawrence. Other than the Giants, not yet. No. No, no. shot. I, I wouldn't. He's he's probably got bigger hands and probably won't fumble the football as much as Daniel Jones because he's he's an absolute fumble machine. If we'll get that run he had this week. Yeah, great. One week <laughs> against Washington, the no-name team. Um, they're a disaster too. Everybody, that whole division's a disaster. I don't know. The I saw on Twitter somebody said that the winner, mathematically speaking, the winner of the NFC East can have four wins and make it. So it, that's 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 a possibility. <laughs> Speaking of winning, I did like uh, Riverboat Ron going for it there. You knew he was going to go for it too there. He ain't, he ain't kicking that extra point. He's no, that's that's his thing. I mean, especially it's a division game. I, I get you know going for it in that position, but it once again the Giants will lose. Will beat Washington, and it'll end up screwing us in the draft, and we're going to end up getting pushed back. So it'll be fine, even though Haskins looks like absolute shit. Speaking of division, you got uh, Thursday Night Football, Giants. Uh, oh, Giants, Eagles, Eagles yes, with or whoever's left of the Eagles. Um, they're really beat up. They're really beat up. They have Miles Sanders out. They have Zach Ertz out. Um, they have they have a lot of people out. I know right Boston now. Scott is trending in fantasy when you look at it because he's he's like the trendy pickup because he's he's going to get the most work out of the backfield. But that's the idea. But you know. When do you think it's when do you think that I think the big question in Philly is when does Jalen Hurts start getting serious reps? I mean, is but it they're really damaged up front because everybody's out. Yeah, they have a lot of injuries. It's not necessarily just totally Oh no, that but that's who you go to blame. Sucks. Yeah, I know. But 
that's the that's the move. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody sucks. Then you need a new quarterback and change everything up. I mean, I maybe run a jet sweep with him. I don't know. Doug Peterson used to be creative. Look at the turn Phillies. him into Taysom Hill. Like <laughs> the special. Um, I did. I did hear that they wanted to get him more involved with the game. Um, I forgot who, who which reporter I read that on, but um. I did see that they wanted to get him more involved. I don't know how much more you're involved you're going to get him unless you just hand it over or you do you figure out how to run some college scheme two quarterback thing that they were talking <laughs> about doing. I forgot which quarterback that was getting drafted, but they were that they're not doing. No. No. That's absolutely insane. That's absolutely insane. But then you look at a prepared team. They're not playing Thursday. They just beat the crap out of another team Sunday the Texans. Look at the Titans. Look at that! Look at that coaching job I have Rabel. Nineteen days off or something? No, sixteen. Whatever the days off was, you look at that, and then they come back. They beat the Bills, then come back on Sunday and come back and beat the Titan Texans, who you know, Fire on O'Brien, all that. But mm-hmm. you know, as a guy that's been riding Watson, the Houston Oilers Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a team. I think you got to give a lot of credit to Rabel, and you look at what they're five and zero. So. Yeah. And, well, it's also the Derrick Henry. So. And well, but the whole offense is clicking, not just Derrick Henry. I mean, one of the thing I, we're going to go into more on injuries and, and waivers and stuff later, but um, everybody's on. Johnny Smith, I'm a Johnny Smith owner in one of my leagues. It's He's been paying off. That was a nice grab late. You know, A.J. Brown, Tannehill is. Is he a viable fantasy guy? I guess so. Tann- oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Tannehill is. is He's thrown, I mean, last week, granted, Henry threw the ball, uh, ran the ball for 200 yards. Yeah, but Henry's going to run the ball. That's their offense. Yeah. Tannehill on Fantasy Pros is ranked at number 14. Um, FantasyFootballers.com has been number 12 ESPN overall. He's at 11. Okay, so he's he's right around the top 10. I mean, his production has been pretty good recently. I agree. I just think when you look at him overall and you look at that offense, Bravo wants to play that old school football, we're gonna run it, run it, run it, and why wouldn't you with Henry? But when you look at the game he just had, what is it, four touchdowns? And I mean, you know, there he goes. So Yeah, I mean definitely let- I think he's worth it if you've nobody else. But if you have, I think, those top tier quarterbacks, you're not taking out Mahomes, Jackson, Watson, Roger, you're not taking out those guys. But I think if you have a a, a Wentz or you have, you know, Phil Rivers, somebody like that, you're definitely considering putting a Ryan Tannehill, I think, yeah. way above certain other guys. If you have Wentz on your he's team. he's not going to be getting you those running yards so much, Tannehill. No, but I'm looking at where he ended up the last few weeks. So he has three top ten finishes in the last five games, in his five games. Number two, in week two, he finished at number eight. Last week, he finished at three, and against Buffalo, he was number two. He's putting up top numbers. I, I, I would... And that's all after the COVID. And also, don't forget that they don't have a bye week anymore. No, that's true. So it is going to be uh, it's going to be a long season for them here on out, which is why I think that they'll actually end up leaning on Tannehill a little bit more going down the stretch, because you don't Henry can handle the workload. He showed us that last year, but you don't want to put everything like that on your running back. If you can take a little bit of the stress off and you have the weapons around you. John U. Smith, we have to see what happens with his ankle, which is something I'm holding my fucking breath about too because I don't have a backup tight end in that league. I just cut um, Dalton Schultz. But um, I, as a Cam owner, I would start Tannehill over Cam if I had, Cam, if I had Tannehill on my bench. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tannehill, I think he's in that start every week, see what happens. Last week he threw for 364. So it's... 36 points, it's not a bad day. That's not, not a bad day at the office at all. But going in, you know, talking about some guys that are injured, 
Um, we just mentioned the Old Philly. <laughs> Philly. <laughs> Philly's bad. Philly's really banged up. Um, where would you look like if if you were an owner that had Sanders or if if you if you had Ertz? Like, where would you be looking on the the waiver wire to to go for? I guess it's really just how you're looking. Like a, somebody that I really like and somebody that I think is a big waiver pickup, somebody that I actually put a claim in for this week, Justin Jackson on the LA Chargers. He had, he out uh, played Joshua Kelly 75 to 20, nothing even close coming off the bye week as well. They're going to be against Jackson. They'll really like him going forward. The only other reason also is there's no Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is out. So you figure Justin Herbert's still a younger guy. They're going to feed it to him. I think he's also good in the running game and the passing game. That's the guy I really think they're going to go after. Like I said, that I also went after Justin Jackson. Yeah, I was I was a big Josh Kelly believer coming into the season. Um, that ended up biting me in the ass because I grabbed him in both of my leagues, and I'm pretty sure at this point I've dropped him in both of my leagues. Um, yeah, like, are you picking up Boston Scott? Like, do you have that confidence? And it's also one of those things of who do you drop? That's who you look at. It's like, is it worth dropping somebody to pick up Boston Scott? Who, yeah, against the Giants on a short week, but what's he getting? You think, oh, he's in one explosive game, but was it worth dropping, you know, insert second-tier running back? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there, there are definitely guys on the on the waiver wire. I'd rather have, uh, excuse me, Justin Jackson over uh, Boston Scott. Any, really, any day, oh, yeah. just just because I don't care, you know. It, yeah, Boston Scott's going to be the, the lead back, but... Is Philly going to be playing in a position where they can have a lead back be really involved in the game, or is it going to be passing work and hope that something happens? Another running back I really like, but he's rostered in every league. Obviously, he's starting to fire him up. I just think he's going to be ridiculous going for Kareem Hunt, that Nick Chubb. Yeah. I just think they don't trust Baker anymore. No. <laughs> and Kevin Stefanski, when you look at as a guy that who I was so lucky drafting eighth in my in my league, Dalvin Cook fell to me. I jumped on that and I texted. I texted you actually. I yeah. was like, "Yo, I cannot believe I just got Dalvin Cook at eight. Yeah. Um, he comes from the Kevin Stefanski. He comes from the Gary Gubiak line. Who, if anybody used watch football growing up, with Arian Foster in that expansion Texan team, it was run the football, yeah. run inside zone reads. That's what Dalvin Cook was. And now, when you look at that, that's exactly what they're doing there. First, it was Chubb, and then Hunt a little bit. It's all Kareem Hunt now. I think that's going to be huge for him. I don't know who has them in most leagues, but that's a guy I think you just you know, ride the rest of the way. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. I mean, going into drafts, that's definitely somebody that I was trying to target towards those mid-rounds that I was hoping to, to slip in there. It, it didn't end up working out for me in any of my drafts, but um, he's going to be fed the ball. He's going to get a lot of action. And we saw in Kansas City, who I actually want to talk about later because Le'Veon Bell. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> no. Where do you, you see Edwards Hilaire yesterday got a bunch of yards? Where do you see wait, what do you think Bell gets going forward? So I mean I actually I, I took some time and, and looked into what Bell did in the past and, and what Edwards Hilaire did so far. And then one thing that I was thinking of is when you have two top running backs, because before last year the Chiefs had Kareem Hunt. There wasn't a second-tier running back. There was no running back by committee. It was Kareem Hunt. He's getting the ball. He's he's That's it. He's the only one. Um, through In 2019, between Damian Williams, Damian Williams ended up through 11 games with 111 attempts, 498 yards, five touchdowns. That came out to um, 
fantasy points for the season, averaging 11.5 points per game. My boy, LaShawn McCoy, Shady, uh, through 13 games, had 101 attempts, 465 yards, and four touchdowns. He had 104.6 fantasy points total for the season. Yeah, but he doesn't tamper. He's, he's a back. is still hurt. Ronald Rojo. Jones completely. Rojo completely took over that whole thing. But yeah, back to the Chiefs, I just I think that I love Andy Reid, and you know that I'm a big coaching guy. As you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a weird, I'm a weird guy with sports. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, I memorize weird things about it, like sports teams and different teams. Like you say, oh, it's this mascot. We're both coming up with different. I'm a big coaching guy, and I think Andy Reid, he just draws up schemes, and you look at how it is, a fullback screen. Mahomes can do different things. I think Le'Veon, he might not get the carries. I do think Edward Tulay is going to be the running back in that offense. But I think you're going to see Le'Veon in a lot of different positions going forward. I think in a slot, out of the backfield, in a wheel route. Because Mahomes can get in the ball, and the Jets suck. So yeah. <laughs> but I think he's also going to, I think Andy Reid's going to be watching film from Michigan State, his old, old Pittsburgh tape, and go, all right, how can I use it? It's going to make that offense. Yeah. In- well, not that it hasn't been. I mean, how do we kill Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid? Their offensive line is a little banged up, and I think that Bell is going to be exactly what they need for that because now um, you can you can split two backs. You can have Bell and Allaire, Edwards Allaire both behind Mahomes, and now you don't know which way they're going to go. You don't know which way they're going to do. Bell can pass protect. He can pick up a block. But when he was in Pittsburgh, he had 106 targets in 2017 with 85 grabs for 655 yards. And then in 2016, he had 94 targets for 75 grips. That's wide receiver three numbers. Like, there's wide receiver two, wide receiver three numbers. That's a lot of production coming out of the backfield for somebody that can catch the ball. If they use him in that slot, which is something once the move happened, I know you and I spoke, and you were like, they're going to line him up in the slot. They're going to move him all around the field. It's an extra weapon. You Now you don't know. You really don't know where they're going to go. Like, this is – this. This might be this is the craziest offense I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I don't know. I mean, I know the Rams a couple of years ago were really good, but when you have Patrick Mahomes back there slinging the ball like he's doing, you it's it's a whole different ball game. It's it's almost unfair. It is unfair for all the teams. It's absolutely unfair. But um, and they're gonna be able to keep it together for a pretty long time. You figure, but his contract is gonna get up soon. That defense, but figure they won last year. Who's really stopped them out of the AFC? Look at it. Is it the Ravens? I guess, but you know they're bad. But I mean, they're just—they're a good team. The AFC North is always scary, and for that conference. Um, but yeah, the the Ravens—the Ravens could be good for a while too. Um, Lamar Jackson—I mean, he's right right now. He's quarterback eleven, a lot higher, a lot lower performance, I guess you can say, than what people were expecting. Grabbing him in the third round, but. That's why you don't draft quarterbacks early. <laughs> Not good. Um, I love Lamar Jackson. I think I just think what they're doing though, and that whole thing down in Baltimore. I also drafted J.K. Dobbins, but that hasn't really. Well, Ingram's hurt. How do you feel about Dobbins moving forward as a Dobbins owner? How do you not feel confident about it? I mean, you know, you got Gus the Bus Edwards they, back there. They love the. That's another thing. They love Edwards, but they also love to run the football. But as Lamar, I mean, you got to trust Harbaugh. Do I think he's going to be a world beater? No, but it's some of these I think you could start week in and week out, you know, with, with all the big buys coming up. How can you not look at it and go, all right, I do feel comfortable starting Dobbins? Yeah. You also might catch him pass out of the backfield. Yeah, that's delicious. 
Um, um, Belmore Beverage didn't they wouldn't let me break it up because it was only four packs left. They had the key lime pie. Oh, from Equilibrium. Yeah, they had a couple four packs. And I was like, I'm not buying a four pack of this right now. Yeah. But if you wanted to maybe split a four pack, my cell phone never works in there. So it's always like cash money too when I go into the beer fridge because. I'm oh, like, I'm in the beer fridge it doesn't work? Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. But they had four packs of um, the key lime pie and I hate just sitting in a beer store waiting for a text pack. I get it. I absolutely this get is it. recording. Yeah, absolutely. I, I turned this on before. It's fine. <laughs> I'm glad we got that. <laughs> because I'm going to chop this up. But anyway. how many times do you know? I'm going to edit the shit out of this. <laughs> but how, like, I don't know about you. You know, we've been friends for so long. I'll be literally be in a beer store. I'll be somewhere. Um, and I'll be like, oh shit. Like, I'll think of you and be like, you know, could you need, do you need this or whatever? Yeah. And how many times do you get a text? Oh, do you want? Yeah. Or need a Port of Miami or whatever it be? And then boom, you know. I'm always thinking of that. So that's what also comes into the beer trading. I feel like it's the community, the beer community thinks of that always. It's like, oh, how can just somebody else get that beer? Well, that's that's what I went into with um, Root and Branch's latest release, who I absolutely love. And you know this and you enjoy their beer as well. I mean, I, I went in and I, I bought extra just because I knew that, all right, I can, I'll have it. You and I already had something set up, and then I'll have some extra to turn something else, which ended up working out for me into the first beer trade. But, yeah, I never received any shipping label from the guy or anything like that. He was cool. I checked his, his Facebook page if that actually means anything. But he sent me the the shipping number, tracking number for it. So I knew it was a thing. It was just a matter of was the tracking number beer or was it a pack of Tic Tacs? <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, no, he was a nice guy out of, out of Pennsylvania. He got me the Tired Hands, which I am going to crack open once I'm done with this other half monster collab that I'm enjoying right now. But um, yeah. That's another thing. I feel like other half has become the the logo, I feel like, for craft beer. And like it's just become a monster of what is... Beer. And like you say, going back to being Long Island, I feel like we're very fortunate to kind of call other half, like not our hometown brewery, but close enough. Like it's about a 40, 45 minute drive, but it's like, you oh, know, yeah. we, we both had, you know, tap beer there. We've, we've not waited in a line, thank God, you know, it's not that crazy. We get secondary. I mean, they have market. online ordering also, you know? so yeah. I'm able to We're very lucky. <laughs> we've, got other, we've got other half during online ordering, but um, I, I feel like that's where it's really, you know, we're lucky to see an other half. And I feel like I say other half and people are calling, DMing me, hey. Can I trade for other half? It's it's one of the perks that come. I think it, it, being from New York, you get this little arrogance about you just because you're from oh, the area. Pizza, but like yeah, like all right, dollar slice, ninety nine cents. That's a real thing in the city. You walk yeah. around every thirty feet. There's a fucking dollar slice spot that's put, just pumping out shady pizza. Every once in a while, the uh, two brothers on twenty sixth and sixth. It's one of the best dollar slices in the city. If you're in the city, check that out. Um, that's a waiver wire ad right there. But <laughs> it's a waiver wire ad. <laughs> Two Brothers Pizza on 26th and 6th. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it creates it, it makes it a lot easier. You're able to get access to the stuff that, and you're not, sometimes, yeah, you got to pay a little bit more if you're going to get it more, if you're going to get it local, like you said, from local beer distributor or whatever. But um, it's not something that you're going to find everywhere. I mean, I'd love if, you know, Jay Wakefield, Trippin' Animals, please sell beer up here. Uh, <laughs> but, um, oh, did you open up some great notion? I did. 
It got you in the mood? Yeah, you know, it, it really did. And like I said, I'm not cracking open the two sours we have in the fridge. But uh, yeah, it felt like I was in the mood. And so you popped open that Alien Church. Yeah, what, which, uh, which great notion is it? Love and Ritual. It's supposed to be like one of their newer IPAs. Nice. Very hazy. I don't know if I've had any of their IPAs, actually. I think I've only had their sours. And... I know you love the muffin. Well, the muffin was good, yeah. The muffin was nice. You actually you gave that to me. Well, I, I got that from you, and I went up, and it was on 4th of July. I drank that because I was in a hotel that overlooked a gorge in Pennsylvania. And it was fantastic. Cheers to round two. And you're drinking that. And then, that yeah, church. Alien Church from Tired Hands, talking about that beer trade from before. Both beers coming from beer trades. Wow, this is delicious. Here. Don't tell the coffee people. Both beers coming from beer trades. And, you know, I go to the West Coast flow. That's nice. That's very nice. This is more hazy than that. Yeah. That's more clean. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's still a double dry hop, though. Yeah, double dry Both hop. Both are great beers. Both... See, like, now, that's something that you do. It'd be cool if it was a fantasy football draft beer, uh, craft beer list. You know, you're thinking, who are teams you're picking up? You go on other hands, you go on tired hands. You know, tired hands are probably second tier, but they still make amazing beer. They're just not kind of ranked or looked at. How like would you brand. set that up? Would you set that up through untapped scores? Is that's, that what you yeah, think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you get the people, like, uh, just trading all the different things and stupid ranking. You know, they just have people... Five I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have your Patrick Mahomes, you're gonna have your Michael Thomases, you're gonna have your other yeah, half. <laughs> That's actually you might be onto something. Speaking of Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, look at them, you know, on a Monday night five o'clock game, which I hope we get. You said we can get more of. Now think about it, if it was a six and eight, because then at least I know it bleeds into the second game a little bit. But six o'clock, everybody's watching that start of dinner, you know, hanging out. Everybody's home. That you're getting a million eyeballs on. Yeah. Also Tuesday night, they got a lot of eyeballs on. I bet. Oh, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday was nice. Tuesday was very nice to have. Um, I mean, again, I own, I have people, not own anybody. I don't but know. speaking about the, the Chiefs, when you look at that, Pat Mahomes or, or Patrick Holmes, as mom said, everybody's expecting, you know, oh, he's going to come out and throw the ball to Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Look, they, they ran for over, what, 240 they ran? You know, especially like you said earlier in the show, uh, they're adding Le'Veon Bell to that. If they can add the run to the football, they're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost everybody from their offense just adding. But, you know, Nicole Hardman, I guess you don't really look at the ad, but it's like it, when you look at you're starting all of most of the players. Yeah, I mean, I if if you have if you have Hill, CH, but now that's the whole thing. If when Le'Veon Bell comes in, how long does it take you to start Le'Veon Bell? Because well, you have you tell us. I have Le'Veon. Yeah, so I have Le'Veon Bell and then I have Zeke, Le'Veon Bell, James Robinson, David Montgomery, this was a keeper league, so I, I was able to just go all running back early. Um, and one guy, actually, that I, I wanted to talk about with, with injuries as well, but um, that I, I passed on to get Bell was Mostert. But I grabbed Bell. He just got hurt again. I they know that. hurt all year. I know. Another coach I really like, Kyle Shanahan. He's great. Um, but with as a Bell owner, I, I feel like... It's going to take him at least three weeks to get really into the offense and really get into the vibe of everything. And I don't know. 
I don't know if he's going there to take the job of the number one or if he's going there to play in. He's a competitor. He's going, he, he, I mean, granted, he wants to get paid as well, but he's got a whole boatload of cash coming from the Jets anyway, so he took a $1 million oh, deal agreed. with that. I think he's looking to win a rank. I don't think he's starting. I think, though, you can expect at least maybe 20 a game, 10 carries, maybe even toward, not 10 catches even, but close to 20, though. You're going to get 10 carries, and then he's going to get 5, 6, 7. He's going to get attempts in the throwing game. What yeah. do you think? Because Sammy Watkins has been banged up all year. You know, they have Over Hill. under 5 targets a game for Bell. Under. Under 5 targets? So when you – that's a thing. You know, he's. I think he's getting 13 a game. Like, overall, he's going to get carries. He's overall get 13 touches. He's going to get the ball, and I think Andy Reid's going to use him in a lot of different ways, like we said. And on that, Sammy Watkins has been banged up. You got McCall Hardman, you got Kelsey. But, you know, you figure, who's the other running backs? You know, Williams? Bell takes over for him. That's guaranteed almost 8 to 10 carries a game. Absolutely. Why not in the screen game? You don't think at least... That's why I could think... You can't even find Williams' stats on some... Websites because that's how little he's involved in the offense. That's why I always say the over, though, because think about it. You don't think at least – think about a drive. You don't think at least two screens on every other drive? That's already six. He's going to get the ball. Like, I'm telling you. I'm hoping – I think people think – I think people underestimate how much he's going to get the ball. I think Andy Reid's going to use him more than people think. Really? Yeah, why not? And try to save the rookie for the future? Not even the future, just like – Overall, users the the ball's enough to go around, and Kansas City, Mahomes is good enough. I'm saying like little how they do those little shovel passes, little screens. There's no reason that Hardman can't be the running back and get 16 carries a game, but Bell is getting the five or six run it rushes. Hilaire, yeah, Hilaire gets the rushes attempts, but Bell gets the more out of the backfield and then some runs. I think they yeah. need another little scat back thing, I uh-huh. think, because that's what makes the offense flow. You can't keep bombing at the hill every other play. So he's going to be like um, going back to the Philly days with, um, oh my God, I just had his name. Brian Westbrook. No, not, oh my, wow, wow, throwback. I was, I was going Darren Sproles, but oh. you went way back to Brian Westbrook. I like that. That's, that's nice. That was very nice. <laughs> no, yeah, I was. No, right? He retired, right? Who? Sproles. Sproles, yeah. Sproles retired earlier this year, before this season. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I dra- I I really, as a Le'Veon Bell owner, I was drafting him as an uh, like a fringe RB two that can come in. I was saying to you, like twelve carries a game, five targets. Get me somewhere around 80 yards, maybe a touchdown every once in a while. I'll count on a touchdown once every three games. Like, I I hate people that harp in on touchdowns, that say, oh, this person scored a touchdown, that person scored a touchdown. You got to draft them. You got to grab them. Fuck touchdowns. They're a bonus. They're a cherry on top. But um, Julio Jones. Julio blew up. A perfect example, though. When you look at even last year and the year Julio before. Julio never catches touchdowns. That's the thing. But he's going to get you anywhere from 13 to 20-something mm-hmm. a game because he's getting eight catches for 165 yards. He had himself a week last week. But he always does. That, but that's why Dan Quinn got fired. <laughs> yeah. What? after Before Dan Quinn got fired. but it's it, No, I'm just saying in general. Well, he was hurt also team, in the beginning of the year. When you look at that team, just, it's, they should have won more. It, it's the defense. Defense can't. 
But that's what he was hired for. Yeah. Yeah, it was what he was hired for, but it, it obviously didn't work out. Julio last week had eight grabs, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Before that, week one, he had a big game where it was that everybody went off on the Atlanta's defense, on the Atlanta offense, week one against Seattle. And he still lost the game. Yeah, well, that's again, the defense sucks, but he had 157 yards. I have Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Ridley went. Another great dynasty. Russell Gage had a game that put him on the map. You know, all the receivers, they're they're throwing offense. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But, I mean, how do you, going into this season, let's go back, going into this season, how did you view Todd Gurley? Because I know, like, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, I felt like we're in the same kind of bracket where I had Bell kind of high up. I would have Bell higher than Gurley because I think his name would carry. Yeah. Because when you look at the Jets, Gase and his shitty offense knew he wasn't used right the first year. So it's like you would assume, oh, somebody learns and they do better the second year. Not because Adam Gates just doesn't. He thinks he's better than everybody else. So Gates, Gates ships out Bell when he doesn't really get the usage. Gurley, I think, is just kind of broken down at this point. Somebody that I drafted Gurley last year. I don't think Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley. And when you look at Atlanta, like we just said a few seconds ago, Dirk Cutter and uh, what was Dan Quinn, they just like to throw that ball on. Why wouldn't you and Matt Ryan? I think one of the most under, underrated quarterbacks in the NFL is Matt Ryan. Matt Ice can sling the ball. Accurate, he can throw it. He, and he's shown no signs of aging. And he's up there. I think he's 36, 35. He's up there. You know? So mm-hmm. I think that's the only reason I don't love Gurley. Because I thought with the Jets with Darnold, I thought Bell was going to get more screens and just overall runs to try to help Sam when he just kind of was a benefit of coaching. Why did Matt Ryan slings it? I would definitely take Gur- I would take Bell over Gurley still now even. What's Curly done even with Atlanta? Um, not much, really. I mean, he's, he's had himself. he's had three games over sixty yards. Week three, he went for eighty yards. Week five, he had a day against Carolina. Carolina's defense is notoriously they drafted bad. Eight rookies. Their, their whole draft is rookies. Who's that? Carolina. Oh yeah, their whole defense is all rookies. No, it was incredible. I love seeing that. That was exact. But and that's part of the growing pains. But like. They made Gurley look good with 121 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, Todd Gurley, he came back with 47 against Minnesota. They had a blowout. And in a blowout game, you would hope that on 20 carries, you're getting more than 2 point whatever per carry. 2.4 rushing attempts per carry. So it's like they're not using him in in the passing game at all. I don't know if he's washed. He's 26. He's young. But his knees have a lot of use. Yeah, that's very true. That's absolutely true. Fishing is what I call looking for waiver running backs. And there you go. Years, but I'm not All fishing right. for it. Fishing for it. What are you fishing for? So is as speaking Who's of that. Favorite nice. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do that. We'll make a little. I'll get a little soundboard. We'll. What are you fishing? For? Um. Louis catch of the week. That's a nice transition. Who are there? What is any your catch of the week? Catch of the week. I mean, somebody that I already grabbed in a couple of leagues. I really do like Travis Fulgham. Um, Fulgham, excuse me. I mean, I know he he had a couple of good games. He went off two weeks ago. Um, last week he had a great game, over a hundred yards in both games. Uh, Phillies completely banged up. Ertz is out. Miles Sanders is out. I'm not really confident on Boston Scott. 
coming in and actually playing a big part in the offense, especially in the receiving game. Um, I think that he'll get some work, but I don't think that he's really going to blow out everybody. So for the next week or so, um, I like Travis Fulgham to come in and at least play a, a big, a good part in the Philadelphia defense uh, offense. The only thing that I'm worried about with him going forward is the Giants' secondary is surprisingly good. They Before last week, they were allowing 221 yards per game. Bradbury's locking people up. Their secondary is rated towards the top end of the NFL. I believe they're around the top 10 in that area. So it might be a little bit of a tough game depending on who he draws. Um, what about you? Who Who's somebody that you like coming off the waiver wire? Like I said earlier in the show, Justin Jackson. I just, how can you not like him? You got to love what LA's doing there with Justin Herbert. You know, the whole injury with Tyra Taylor. We both agree. I called you in that half. Oh, my God. There's nobody in the NFL that's been screwed over more than Tyra Taylor. Losing Nathan Peterman because of injury. Loses this now because he's punctured lung because of a doctor. No. Like, but Justin Herbert's a better player. And somebody that's looking at Justin Jackson. Like I said, he got over 20 touches in the prior game before the bye. And he's coming against a home game against Jacksonville. How can you not like the matchup? No offense in that clip. I know. But I'm also a Keenan Allen owner. I know you're going to start two players in the offense, but if there's going to be two players, why not start the running back and the wide receiver? I mean, if you're looking for a spot to with fill in... With all the buys. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, if you're looking for somebody to fill in, if you're looking for a flyer at quarterback, not even a flyer at quarterback at this point... Um, oh, so he is rated in the top 20. He's in the top... He's, he's number 18. Who's that? Justin Jackson. So when you overall look at it, it's not like he's going... You're not shooting at darts, you know? It's, he's falling behind guys like Rojo, James Robinson, Antonio Gibson, but that's more of a running back by committee, Gibson, you know? Yeah. Sizzik, um, Washington has a lot to fill there, out. You know? He's, he's right behind Edward Solaire Montgomery and Dave Montgomery in Chicago. So, you know, he's obviously not going to be in that Kamara Elliott range, but, you know, you know if you're looking for it because of bye week, if you have somebody like Dalvin Cook, you know, Alexander Madison, you know, Jonathan Taylor even, then, you know, you're looking... You know, for that second year, you yeah, know, guys on bye week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to hit into that. That thankfully, I also do have Chris end. Carson, so he's still in the top ten. So yeah, okay. Chris Carson, Chris, Seattle running game looks pretty good. I mean, Justin Herbert, though, going back to that Chargers offense, he has been having himself a hell of a season. As a Keenan Allen, aware, I do love that. It's his uptick has definitely gone up as well. So his last four weeks, obviously, they had a bye week six, but. Week two, he had 23 points against Kansas City, putting up um, – as soon as I get this thing out of my way. Well, when you look at this, like Keenan Allen's now trending at number six overall on ESPN for week seven PPR rankings. That's because of Justin Herbert. You know, Tyrell Taylor, say everything you can. Yeah, but Herbert's going to stretch the field. You know, Herbert's going to be a different type of quarterback. Last week was – I mean, he didn't play week one. But last week was his uh, – week five, excuse me, were his lowest – Yards out of the entire season at 264. Otherwise, he's been at 290, 330, and 311. Going back into week two, throwing at least a touchdown, he had four against New Orleans and three against Tampa Bay. We just saw Aaron Rodgers and the entire Green Bay Packers get completely dismantled against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay defense looks incredible. Offense needs some help. Brady's there. I'm sure that he'll figure that out. But Hey, Justin Herbert, Herbert is Herbert's looking really good this you know, year. He's trending at 12 this week. Look at these playing against Jacksonville. Why not be successful? 
If you're looking for I a love that matchup. Think about it. If you if you don't have a quarterback on a bye week, you know, unfortunately, Watson and I, Rodgers actually five and six. Uh, another, you know, if you have a guy on a bye, why wouldn't you, if you have the chance, go pick up Justin Herbert? Absolutely love that matchup. I, he's he, gonna get you some running yards, even if he gets let's say thirty. He's gonna get you some points on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's he's been proven that has four teams on bye. Right way. now, he's, he's the Colts, Dolphins, Vikings, and Ravens. On Colts, so Dolphins, at, Vikings, and Ravens. So you're looking at you know, do you start Phil Rivers now? You know, Miami, the big news. Oh, Miami, the big news over there. You know, Tua. It's Tua time. time. Minnesota. What? How do you feel about Tua time? Just yeah, off topic. They, I know you're gonna bring they it. Did off. it right. You, know, you it, think so? It, it's like your Giants. You know, they did the same thing with Kurt Warner. For, to Eli, you bring him in. They're trending towards well. Head to the bye week. What are they really playing for at this point? You play him out. You got to get him out there. But get the rest. You gotta when get is the bye week, year. though? They're, they're on bye now. Oh, they're on bye right now. Yeah. So he's not going to play this week. Oh, it's going to yeah. be after that. Okay, I'm, I didn't see Miami's schedule. But, um, so, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, coming out of the bye week, you have to come in, and, and that's it. It's it's game over. Like, what's Ryan Fitzpatrick really doing for the long term, Mike? Dallas needs to trade for him. Who? Because Fitzmagic. He's not going nowhere. He's not going to go anywhere, but he should. If he went to Dallas, why not? You get you get a few weeks of magic over in Miami. You bring him a little bit west. You go over to Dallas, get a few more weeks. No, I'm a Giants him. fan, and I'm telling Dallas they're to trade for Fitzmagic. What? They're right. And that is – he's the best – is he the best backup in the league? Jameis over Dalton? Would you start Jameis over Dalton if you were an owner? Of a football team, not a fantasy football team, because obviously they're completely useless at the fantasy football level. Uh, but if you I had... Mean, I don't know. I mean, Jameis was a lot of throwing, but he's going to get you that deep ball. That, I mean, yeah, from Dallas, maybe. We'd definitely yeah. start Jameis over... Definitely. At, at least you know you're with Dalton you're going to get that Jeff Fisher, that completely 8-8 eight eight mediocre kind of thing, so... But, uh, all right. Anything else you want to add? Just about Dallas. I mean, I have C.D. Lamb, and I picked him pretty high. I think I picked him in round five or six, and so far, that's obviously been a pretty good investment. I had him last night. He got 10 points, but it was solid enough having him Hopkins. I knew I was going to cruise because Hopkins is going to get his. stressful night. Hopkins is going to get his either way. Hopkins is getting fed the And... But CD Lamb, you know, I was questioning you guys in the six, but he has turned out to be a solid, solid pick. Are you starting him? I I did this week. Yeah. Uh, this this current week, week seven, I I don't find that as my roster usually until Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm starting. I know yet. we're playing each other. So, oh, you but Ooh. most likely, <laughs> mystery. Um, <laughs> but most likely, yeah, because most of my team is all five. That's one thing I really, I'm really not good at is planning all my bye weeks. You can't. Well, obviously, COVID. What we were talking about before, you can't plan for bye weeks anymore. So yeah, you just gotta I, kind I of was play. Really affected by that. I'm usually terrible with bye weeks, but um, how much production? How much do you think his production goes down? I know that CD had a good game last week, but going forward with Dalton, like, how much do you really trust him? Oh, it's gonna go down. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. Like I said, I started him because it was just the other options, you know. Mm-hmm. He's there. Is He's the best, I think, right now, one of the better options in the slot. But if I don't – I think I'm starting him this week because, yeah, I'm starting him against Washington. But because every, I have other people on buys, you know, it's not like, oh, you know. Yeah, no, I, I understand. But why wouldn't – you know, there's no reason not to start him. Like right now I do have him in the starting lineup. 
just because I have other players on by. And, you know, do you trust him or do you have Jerry Judy go against the Chiefs? Well, it, it was it was Lamb, Judy, and Jefferson were the big three guys coming out. Claypool, I completely forgot that Claypool was good at Notre Dame because I don't I discredit Notre Dame completely as a program, but um, that's personal bias. So, like, who would you start right now? Would you start Jared Judy against the Chiefs, or would you start C.D. Lamb against? Let's pull that up. C.D. Lamb against the Washington football team. Oh, I. Jerry Judy against the Chiefs or CU. So the only thing that I can think about Judy is that Lamb is ranked thirty fourth. Judy's forty fourth. All right. I don't. I try not to rely on rankings too much because they're. It's really just a hodgepodge once you get once you get into the middle of everything. But like, CD Lamb. I they they threw the ball fifty four times last week. I doubt that they're ever going to throw the ball that much. He had 10 targets. If he keeps getting the looks, it's a high enough target percentage for me to trust Lamb. Drew Locke coming in, he still needs at least... He might come in with a good week this week, but I don't know if I can trust him to to come in and, and play an actual full you know, full expectation for what the Broncos wanted him to with Jerry Judy coming in. Tim Patrick had a good game last year. Who the hell is Tim Patrick? <laughs> um, I'd probably go CD Lamb. I would go CD Lamb. Yeah, Judy's got five targets, four targets. There's not enough target share. My whole thing is just try to base it on volume. I know I'm giving you advice on how to beat me right now, and I probably should tell you to start Judy over Lamb. But, um, yeah, it, it's – my whole thing is is volume. How many, how many looks are you going to get? Because if you're not going to get the looks, then you're not going to get the opportunity. And if you're not going to get the thrown, ball thrown to you, Henry Ruggs had two catches for however many yards and a touchdown. I'd rather have somebody getting – Ten targets, but uh, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. I need a new kicker. All right. Yeah, but that's a position you can just kind of play. Yeah, with kickers, defense, you stream it out. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Like I have the Colts. I I got to drop them because they're off this week. So. Well, I have Rodrigo Blankenship, who. I didn't. I didn't know that he would actually be in the NFL with his goggles, but <laughs> watching him in Georgia for so many years. <laughs> but all right, you good? Yeah. All right. Cool. That was fun. All right. Have all right. a good night. First episode down the down down done. Have a good See night. ya. Beeps.